Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing the work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Cheryl Cohen from Desert Fitness Collective in Palm Desert, California. Cheryl, thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Ah, Can't wait to get into this. Let's just dive right in. Tell us about Desert Fitness Collective and what it is you're doing out there in California. Well, Desert Fitness Collective, formerly Desert CrossFit, we are located in Palm Desert, California, within another fitness business. So we currently offer CrossFit-esque training with a lot more emphasis on prehab rehab uh, with a special, special emphasis on fitness for the older adults. Okay. And what's your journey been like that to get you there? You started, we talked off air 2007 is CrossFit. You've gone through a few iterations. What's been the latest evolution in the business of what was Desert CrossFit, now Desert Fitness, that brought you to where you are today? What is what has that last stage been? How do you get to being niched and having specialties that you do there at Desert Fitness? Well, I always was interested in working with seniors and we called it cutesy things like silvers. And for a while it was OWW, which stood for older, wiser, wonderful. They liked that a lot. and changed it to Desert Senior Fitness so that seniors who are actually searching for fitness would know what to search for because they're not going to look for older, wiser, wonderful. So I have been working with a business coaching group that has actually been helping me market specifically to this population. And it is awesome. It has taken off and we are changing lives in ways that are very different from your typical 20 to 40 year old CrossFitter. This is actually, I tell them we might not be able to add life or years to your life, but I can definitely add life to your years. That's, that's a great phrase. I, I love hearing that. And it's, it's such an untouched niche market that you really have to find a special love for because it's not, it's not as easy as taking a 20 year old and just saying, I'm going to kick the crap out of you. And we'll see you tomorrow, right? You actually have to be, and now I'm not saying that there isn't thoughtful programming and, and periodization and coaching that goes on with younger people, but the body is just different at different stages of life. And there are things that you have to do to, to take care of that. So how did you, how did you get to that step? Like, was there an aha moment? Was there, a, I'm going all in on it. Was there something that made you say, I'm going to go from just trying to be this to I am this, this is what we're doing? I definitely had the desire to focus on seniors, but I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know how to get them. And where I live is super, super saturated with seniors. It's a great retirement area. Mm -hmm. So I knew they were there, but I didn't know how to get to them. And I learned how to market specifically. The question was big, are they even on Facebook? The answer is yes, in droves, there's tons of them. And they are marketed to by programs that want them to sit in a chair 
an exercise with three pound pink dumbbells. And the big pitfall of that is that you don't live life in a chair or you shouldn't live life in a chair. You should have freedom. And that's exactly what I strive to achieve for them is what I call physical freedom. You don't have to go on vacation and sit in a lawn chair and drink a Mai Tai. You can hike and you can bike and you can do anything you want because you can now. Yeah, I, I've uh, been a CrossFit affiliate owner myself and haven't been there and and listening to any number of talks from, from Greg Glassman when, when he was at the head of things and whatever your stance is on him, it doesn't change the fact that he was out there saying, hey, what we're doing can change lives. We can improve people's bone density. We can fight off muscle loss. We can keep people having some degree of vibrancy in their lives for as long as we can keep them healthy and moving. So you're really embodying that and embracing it to the nth degree. But without a doubt, the best quote I ever heard was that every bout of strength training is like making a deposit in a physiological 401k. And back to what you just said about Greg Glassman, uh, it'll be, I think, two years ago, November, CrossFit was just about to launch its new website. You remember when it changed over? Oh, yeah. So I have, or I, I had uh, Karen Thompson, who is or was the director of CrossFit Health. Mm -hmm. I knew her. Her mom had come to my senior program for about a month. Rory McKernan, uh, we did our level two together. And so okay. I got a call from Karen saying, are you still doing your senior program? I said, of course. So she and Rory and Pat Sherwood came down, watched the class in action, and they flew myself and a couple of my seniors up to headquarters to film content for their new website. So January 1st, it was my folks that were lifting water jugs, sitting on the sofa. <laughs> was it was, uh, were they, were they red jugs? Is that what it was? It bright I red? Think I don't they were blue. I, they blue. might've been both, but it was like the old the style living room. But yeah, yeah. On the family. Yep. Those were your people. Those were my people. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I mean, you've, You've been around for a long time in the in the CrossFit world and obviously not too terribly far from where it all started. So it only makes sense that you having your finger on the pulse and being so entwined that with the program you have that it that it made sense. So that that's super cool. I bet you, you know, we do have a lot of box owners that listen to the podcast and they're going to recognize exactly what we're talking about. And if you're not in the CrossFit world, there's still some really cool videos if you're interested in seeing those kind of senior, older, older oriented things. So, so that's super cool. So you, you've been on this, this crusade, this mission, um, and then you're fighting towards it, you're building it, and then COVID hits. COVID hits. What did that look like for you specifically, you know, being in California, you know, being in, in a, like you said, a, an area where there's a lot of right retirees, you have an older population. How did that all shake out for you? Well, how would I describe it? One word would be panic. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how I was gonna be able to survive. Obviously we, we had to close for a while and mm -hmm. we did the Zoom classes, but it was figuring out how to maintain because I can't expect people to pay for their membership when they can't even come in. And the Zoom thing got old really fast. So I talked to my landlord and he was gracious enough to reduce my rent for a period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I had to forfeit my 
options to extend my lease. Okay. And what that was going to mean that my rent was going to go up even $1,400 over what I was originally paying to market value. In addition to where I was located, we have, there are two power companies out here and I had the one that's really expensive. There was wow. no way I was going to survive because there's no guarantee when people would come back, what was going to happen with the pandemic. And so I knew that I had to do something. And I contacted an old colleague of mine that I had known, but not well for probably 10, 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. And we created an arrangement and I actually moved my business inside of his business. And I took everything in that warehouse and shoved it in here somehow. Mm -hmm. And it was the best decision ever. So you moved into a, like a all access or 24 hour open gym type facility? Actually, no, it is still considered, I would think I would consider it a boutique gym. They are a sports performance gym. Okay. And ironically, you know, the name Desert Fitness Collective, it really is appropriate because where we are now, it is a collective. There, we do primarily group and personal training. They do a lot of small group personal training. They work with a lot of youth athletes, even pro athletes. But in addition to that, the owner is a physical therapist. They have active release therapy. They have fascial stretch therapy. There's an esthetician, there's massage. They have cryotherapy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's more spa <laughs> than yeah, it is like box now. There's a lot, a lot going on there. That's for sure. Not your typical, you know, you say CrossFit warehouse, you know, Not side street industrial. So how big is the overall space and how much of that do you have the run of? It's 8,000 square feet. Okay. There are a lot of different offices with practitioners doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. um, if I had to guess right now, we're primarily working out of a smaller room that's about a thousand square feet, but we also have access to the main gym that has turf. It has a sprint track and it has every cool piece of equipment you've ever seen. A lot of stuff you never see in a CrossFit gym. Oh yeah. So that's, that's a super bonus for sure. So I, that's what I was going to say is being hooked up with a sports performance and you know, physical therapy practice, you, you are going to have access, you know, to whatever they're not using. If you have that relationship where you're in the facility and there's some, some mutual respect there. So you can primarily, if you need your people to have their own space, you have that thousand square feet, but you can spill over on a kind of as needed or, you know, as available basis. So you have right now you're working with about a hundred clients in that thousand square feet plus your spillover. Right. Okay. So a thousand square feet to a lot of, a lot of gym owners is going to sound like it's on the smaller side, right? It's probably right. small, smaller than average, but how does it work out for you? Is that your ultimate goal? Is that, do you like having that smaller space to keep it more intimate and you can, keep everybody closer. How does that work out in your long-term plans for what you want to do? We converted that particular space because we knew that in season and we call season, like when the weather actually calms down, because if people don't know, we have summers that we hit over 120 degrees. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about being in that smaller space is we can totally keep the temperature nice when it's blazing outside. And I think any CrossFit owner who's listening right now knows that you can't keep your warehouse space nice like that. There is no way. It's hard. You don't even have air conditioning. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm a bit spoiled. Of course, I wouldn't subject my seniors to that, but I don't want to work in it either. Yeah, understandable. So when it gets to be season again, the gym, everything picks up. We're going to have a lot more of the coaches or the trainers working with their private clients. And we needed to have a guaranteed space mm -hmm. that we could call our own. And we also, during the move, when I moved over here, we had to work outside. You know, they weren't allowing people to work out in gyms. So I literally installed my rig on the outside of the building. Oh, so we have squat racks, pull up bars, everything. So we could operate normally, whereas most other gyms, you could have your barbells and dumbbells, but there's no way to hang on anything. Mm -hmm. They couldn't even really do weighted, you know, barbell squats, because where are you going to put the bar? So right. we, we have no limitation like that. Got it. Got it. So that, that is one of the advantages of living someplace that has pretty good weather most of the year, right? Some people say here it's nice nine months out of the year. I, no, <laughs> it's just too damn hot. Just, just a little bias there, but I, I get it. For it, it, it can be dangerous to be too hot, just like it could, you know, I'm in New England and it, it can be too cold, but at least you have the opportunity to some parts of the year use that outdoor space. So is that... Is this the final place for you? Do you think that you can grow into whatever you want to be where you are there? Is this a temporary? Are you just waiting to see how things go? What does it look like for you as far as how all of your future plans are for Desert Fitness? I, I do believe that there is room for us to grow because we can, we can add, we just continue to add more classes. Mm -hmm. keep our classes we don't have the 20 30 person class nor do i prefer to because yeah. i want people we really pride ourselves in really excellent detailed coaching mm -hmm. uh and taking into account because people we don't have a lot of 20 30 somethings mm -hmm. we have an older crowd not just seniors but everybody comes in you know your body has stuff stuff doesn't work quite right so we're able to get to know the client so that we're really dialed in saying, okay, I already know what you're going to do. This is how you're going to modify it before they even manage to misstep. We mm -hmm. cut them off at the pass. So we keep people really, really safe and we make lots of modifications. Yeah. Awesome. So what about you? What does your evolution look like as a business owner who is also still an athlete who also has to have your own, you know, personal development and personal life. Like, are you going to continue to just stay in it with the day-to-day -day for as long as you can? Do you have aspirations to become more of an overseer and bring in more people under you to kind of take it over and move just into a strictly owner role? How does that look for you? Uh, yes. <laughs> so kind of both. I'm really, really passionate about working with the seniors. Mm -hmm. I hate mornings. Yeah, I'm, I hate mornings. I'm not a morning person, but there is no way that I would hand off my morning senior class to anyone because I love it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, we know CrossFit is super relationship-based anyway, but this is even beyond that. And this group is so close-knit. We have like social stuff that goes on when we can. We used to have monthly things where we go to someone's house and we would have, you know, wine and hors d'oeuvres. And the group is really, really tight. And, you know, CrossFit is community-based anyway, but mm -hmm. this is, it's just on a whole other level. Yeah. Uh, my own personal, I can identify with this group, um, not just because I love them, 
but I actually was diagnosed with a genetic disorder uh, right before COVID started. And it's called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and it affects the collagen in my body. So my stuff wears out and breaks off. Yeah, so literally right before COVID started, I got a total knee replacement and I'm not old enough for that to typically happen. So over the years, I couldn't figure out why do I keep getting hurt? You know, it's not like I'm being like lackadaisical or anything, but my stuff just keeps breaking off. So fast forward a number of years and I've learned how to work around kind of most everything because I had to, I've had 12 orthopedic surgeries in my lifetime. That's a big number. So I take that and benefit the seniors because when they come in and they say, you know what, I have a bad back or I need a knee replacement, no problem. So I'm able to apply that to them to give them a fulfilling and safe experience. Yeah, so you are, you're right, even before they realize it, or they may not realize it until some of the, the people in the senior program come in, because they may, and we're just an audio only podcast of so people and, you know, they're not going to look at you and be like, oh, you know, you're, you're my age, you know, they see you as, you know, like, younger, vibrant, you know, kind of energetic fit person. And then you're like, oh, wait, I can relate to these things that you have going on. So you kind of can, can straddle the fence there on both sides and come into their world as need be. So, but show them at the same time, like, Hey, this is possible. Absolutely. I don't, you would look at me and you wouldn't think there's anything wrong. So I've had to drastically change my training so that I can keep myself safe. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we all preach to our clientele, right? We need to, you need the reason you need coaching. The reason you need somebody there with you ultimately is so that you don't hurt yourself. So you have the longevity so that you can keep making progress in ways that you can't, that most people can't by themselves. Absolutely. And it's life doesn't come with an instruction manual. I mean, how many people do you know who said, oh, I threw my back out because I reached over in the shower. Mm -hmm. No one shows you how to properly pick things up as you're growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And if it came with an instruction manual, it no would one also read it be, anyway. <laughs> it, it would be it would be randomly co colored in with some random crayons, markers, uh -huh. chalk, you know, some pages would be ripped out. There's definitely no no good complete manual, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. So I like to look forward when I have people on the podcast and just try to make a, uh, a prediction or a projection. So in my perfect world, I get to come and revisit in a year, two years down the line and talk to you, talk to our other guests. So in your perfect world, if we come and do that in a year or two down the line, what are things going to look like for you in Desert Fitness Collective? We're going to have more senior specific classes. Right now, our stuff is primarily in the morning, mm -hmm. but marketing so that it happens really throughout the day mm -hmm. and that it becomes a predominantly senior specific business. Every, you know, we have a fair number of CrossFit gyms in the, in the desert and in a ton of other gyms and everybody's fishing from the same pond. Mm -hmm. So this provides me a different pond, a different kind of security there will always be baby boomers and they will always need this. 
Yeah, and it's lot, not considered boomers, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's not just, I mean, we consider fitness one of those, it's it's important, but in terms of spending, it's kind of a, a non-essential, right? For them, it is absolutely essential. For sure, I agree. All right. Sorry. I, the ding, I wasn't sure if it was going to ding again. That's fine. So, well, I look forward to seeing how that progress is made and checking in, doing a follow-up, seeing how it all goes. We are just about out of time, but before we let you go, Cheryl, um, tell us where people can find you. What's your website? Are you on any social media? Where can people find you? Find Desert Fitness Collective maybe pick your brain if they want to grow a senior program, if you're open to people reaching out, how do they find you? So our website is desertfitnesscollective.com. Mm -hmm. The general number is 760-779-8880. And email would be info at desertfitnesscollective.com. And if you don't know where Palm, Palm Desert is, we're right out there near Palm Springs. Perfect. And are you on any uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, any of that stuff? All of them. All of them. And is it all linked uh, on the website for? Yep, it is. Right. Perfect. So check it out. Check out Desert Fitness Collective. Hit up Cheryl. Talk to her about, you know, how you can impact maybe the seniors in your community. She's passionate about it. Affecting everybody, but that's her niche. So uh, I'm thinking she'll be happy to share whatever she can about growing that and and making that impact wherever you may be listening from if you can't get out to Palm Desert. If you can though, you should, because why wouldn't anybody want to go to California, right? Except in the summer. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, go, go where, when it's winter there, regardless of where you are. So that wraps it up. Cheryl, thank you very much for your time. To everybody out there in our audience, thank you for your time. We appreciate you spending it with us. If you like what you heard, you want to hear more episodes, get notified when they drop, click the subscribe button, give us a like, leave comments, leave reviews. We love the feedback. If you want to be on the show, there's a link in the description, fill out the form, so on the team, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass, keep working hard. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Karis and Ashley. Guys, how's it going today? Good, thank you. Good. Yeah. Glad, glad to be here, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, whoever wants to answer this first question... Um, it doesn't matter to me, but uh, where are you guys located at and what is the name of your facility? Uh, we're located in Terrace, BC in Canada, okay. and the name of our facility is North Coast Health and Fitness. Mm -hmm. North Coast. And how long have you guys been in business? 
We uh, bought the gym in 2007, October 1st. We just actually had our 14 year anniversary just last week. So pretty oh. big milestone for us, for sure. Yeah, congratulations, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, we're kind of seeing, so yeah, 14 years in the industry or, you know, being a gym owner. So you, you guys are kind of getting into uh, dinosaur years in yeah. this industry. So, <laughs> we are, yes. Yeah, it, it's typically, you know, the average is about three years, yeah. um, you know, that we see for gyms. So um, yeah, congrats on, you know, basically being, you know, triple, triple that, you know, as far as a lifespan. So awesome job there. Yes, thank you. It's definitely been a, a interesting last 14 years we've seen all sorts of different ups and downs and but we both it's both our passion and something we just like to continue to do forever okay awesome well and and i'm curious so uh, i don't know if this is something that you know you guys kind of came up with together or or what but what is it that made like what made you decide to purchase the the facility like why be a gym owner ah uh. It was always kind of a passion of mine. Like I started training. I'm, I'm 40 years old now, but I started training when I was 12. Oh, well, shit. Okay. So, so I was, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I bought the gym when I was 26. So, and, and training has always been like a huge part of my life. Just, you know, just uh, setting achievable goals and then reaching them and moving on to their achievable goals. That's that's kind of how I relate that to business sometimes too, right? Mm -hmm. Just always having something to chase, right? But it's... Uh, but yeah, the opportunity came up to buy the gym that I was training at. And, you know, it was uh, something we both kind of hopped on. You know, uh, we're, we're young and, you know, no university education or anything. We're just like yeah. like-minded like individuals and prepared to like work hard and just kind of like... Uh, Do the work, put in the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just a... Yeah, it was, it was like a steep learning curve. Like I said, we invested everything we had into the gym, right? And just to, yeah, so it was different. Do or die, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah like our, our first five years in business, like you said, you're, you know, going to work at 5 a.m., coming home at like 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So were more. you guys, um, so were you guys married at the time then or or what, when you, when you bought that? We weren't married, no, but we had already been together since 2000. So we, we, we kind of did everything backwards. We were, you know, dating. <laughs> we yeah. uh, basically moved in together, bought a house together. Actually, no, first we bought the gym together, then we bought a, ho a house together, and nice, then we, nice. we kind of decided we should probably get married. It's probably the right thing to do. When our, I think yeah. we were together our 12-year anniversary when we got married. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we kind of did everything a little bit backwards, but it's been um, it's been an interesting time, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. But, I mean, whenever you guys bought the gym, like, you, I mean, you basically got married then. You just didn't know it, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. We were, I used to call him my husband, even though we weren't married. So yeah. I thought we should probably, uh, you know, make that a little bit more professional sounding because <laughs> when you own a business together, you know, instead of saying, oh, my boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's a good point. Because I think yeah. a lot of times, even if it's a great, healthy business, people are kind of like, ah, but, you yeah. know, so yeah. like if something happens here, like what happens? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yes. we were practically married anyways, but we just decided, yeah, to do it. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So was it, was this an existing business at the time that you guys bought it? That you yeah. said it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, the, the people that had us before, they, they had other jobs. So the gym wasn't like their sole focus. Yeah. So it was kind of getting run down and, you know, you, you know, even like, uh, like myself, I bought like a Texas power bar for the gym, right? Because we need like a new bar. So I bought one. Yeah, yeah. Before we owned the gym, I, <laughs> yeah. actually, I actually even worked for the gym um, with the previous owners. So that was interesting because I was actually an employee of the gym when I was like in high school. I think I just graduated. 
So I was quite young working at the gym and, um, you know, when the opportunity came to actually buy the gym, it was such a weird feeling to have a place where you used to work at to now you actually own this facility and you're making the decisions and you're the one saying what's, what's happening. Right. 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 Yeah. It would have been pretty cool if you bought it when you were still an employee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next day you're like, Hey, I'm I'm the owner now. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Well, awesome. So I'm curious so about your, your guys' business model. So yeah. what, um, yeah, what's the square footage and uh, what type of model do you guys have? Like open gym or what? Yeah, like we're about 5,000 square feet. So we have, uh, you know, standard like UMAX dumbbells from like five to 150 pounds. And uh, yeah, kind of, kind of a good mix of uh, a lot of the stuff kind of handpicked over the years. Like, so we have some older hammer stuff, like first generation hammer stuff. Um, oh, yeah. You know, some Cybex stuff, some Atlantis. Uh, Apex was a company in Victoria. They, they've, they've gone bankrupt, but they used to make, make some stuff too. So we have uh, some legend stuff. Like just, just a mix of everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've slowly over the last like 14 years, every, every year we kind of sit back and think, okay, what does the gym need? What's it lacking? What needs to be mm-hmm. replaced? Yeah. So everything's got kind of a different look to it, but um, everything we've actually tried before we actually bought it, like we'd actually go to gyms out of town when we'd be there for say bodybuilding competitions and whatnot yeah. and try out specific pieces because I'm, I'm a bit shorter. I'm five one, right? So I'm a little bit shorter than the average person. So when you go and find a piece of equipment and next thing you know, you're too short for it, it's kind of kind of frustrating in that, in, yeah. that, in that sense, right? So we want something yeah. that's more actually been tried yeah that makes sense and and that's that's so cool because that's uh that's pretty much the setup of mine like this is my gym in the background at least the the yeah. front part of the gym but yeah that's we cool. uh yeah we're mostly um legend yeah um arsenal strength yeah and then i put together um you know some of the other pieces like you said like you know i found some um like some one of the old strive like bicep machines that has like the you know like the three the three uh load spots yeah yeah totally yeah no yeah. um vertical chest press you know that's one of my favorites yeah, yeah, yeah. super old school yeah. but um yeah some of those machines are the best and you know the cool thing is you know i was able to get these pretty cheap and you know back then anyways you know get them refurbished yeah. you know it's not a lot to do that you know especially when you look at the price of buying everything new right yeah. right and especially when you look, try out some of the new stuff and you actually like some of the older things better it's it's interesting and you see that in some other gyms as well those For sure They'll have a video of someone doing, you know, hamstring curl on something, and oh, we have that same one, the hammer strength one, because it's a yeah. good angle, right? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Which one are you talking about? You're talking the lying or the kneeling? Uh, the seated one, the seated hamstring seated curl, one? the yeah. hammer strength one. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the older plate loader one, the one that has the. the oh, water. plate loaded. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how many uh, how many people use the 150s dumbbells? I'm just curious. Quite a bit. Yeah, there's a few guys like it's. I, I use them occasionally for like incline press or rows or stuff like, like that, right? Curls, so, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not so much yeah. 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 <laughs> get, get, getting older now, so like the rotator cuffs get a little beat up from just yeah. years, yeah. years of training, right? So it's just it's a. But it's uh yeah, I still try to touch them now and again, but it's not not something I do as often anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, well, the reason I ask is we've you know we've got the Umax. Uh, we've we've got um, in our back room. Uh, we've got up to 200 in there and oh, we there's rarely you know now we have people that you know row them you know yeah. what i mean but all the all they're doing is kind of 
they're just kind of bending over and standing up. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a row, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, that that's one of those things that, you know, we bought it and I was, I thought they were going to get a lot more use. Yeah. You know, but they, yeah, we, we no. were going to actually make some bigger dumbbells and we held on to our older ones in hopes to possibly make some, you know, 175s or 200s. But then we mm -hmm. kind of looked back and went, I don't know if anybody's going to really use those. So we're just kind of sitting on them for now and we'll buy yeah. we'll that later. I think it's one of those things, just saying that you have them, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, and some, it's a conversation piece, you know, more or less for the most right. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, no. And uh, the, so curious, like other services that you guys have, like, do you have uh, any group or personal training, anything like that going on? Yeah, we do. We do a lot of personal training. Like I probably do about 20 hours a week of like in-person personal training, right? We both. Yeah, we so both. We, yeah, oh, we, we both. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we both do that. And it's, uh, we, we, we allot only so many hours, you know, per week because we do have everything else to have to take care of, right? So there's yeah. only so many hours of the week that we allot. And we have a lot of ongoing clients that we see regularly. So it's, it's not even a question. We just know we're seeing them week to week. They right. have another spot, right? We, we also yeah. do we also do some of the online stuff too. So we have people that are like, um, you know, let's say you're a, a bodybuilding competitor or a figure competitor that you're doing a bodybuilding show. So we do that online coaching where it's like, okay, weekly updates. So send me your picks and we'll kind of go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And that that's pretty cool because I think uh, one thing that COVID has definitely kind of exposed was, or I won't say exposed, but kind of forced to happen was more online coaching. So yeah, sure. there are, you know, I was kind of doing the online stuff with some clients. Um, well, other than like bodybuilding clients, like general, general public, mm -hmm. I was doing some of this in like 2019. And then it started, you know, during COVID people were like, well, I don't want to do zoom. What do we do? And so then you kind of get to talking about, well, you know, this is how the process is. And it's funny because, you know, general public, they really weren't exposed to this. No, you know, no. as far as online coaching and programming and nutrition, right, right. Um, but you know, but but for bodybuilding, you know, and competitors, it's been going on for <laughs> forever. Yeah. You know? So it's just interesting how how everything shifted. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. No, hundred percent. Like, even myself, I've been competing in bodybuilding since '03, so it's you know, you're, you're so used to like working with people online. Sending pictures. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. People were like, I've got to send pictures. I'm like, yeah. Like how else? Like, are you going to, yeah. are you going to drive down to my closed gym right now? Or I know. Cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, for sure. No. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. Now, do you guys have any other trainers on staff or is it just you two or what? Yeah. It's, it's just kind of us too. Like there's been the odd person that's come through and like paid us to, to work out of the gym over the years, but it's, uh, but nothing like, consistent right so it's never yeah right. most people that come to the gym that do want to have personal training they want to see ashley or myself right so yeah there's been a few people approach us you know they've been interested in in hiring say ashley or myself and then maybe the times don't line up and oh is there anybody else well not really there, there isn't enough uh demand i think in terrace because our, our our city that we live in here is quite small right i think we have mm -hmm. about 12, 12 000 people in terrace so definitely mm -hmm. a small town so the need isn't really there to have mm -hmm. uh, personal trainers working out of the gym right now anyways. Yeah. But that's not something you guys would be opposed to later. Uh, like if you no. had enough demand. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. 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 Especially getting older. Like, you know, we've been doing this for 14 years. If there was a, yeah, you know, that's an area where you look at building the company more and just like, you know, getting things more, you know, 
allowing us to maybe step away a little bit more, you know, not, yeah. not be, you know. So you just have to go find the 26 year old version of you. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't come, doesn't come uh, our way too often. That's well, I can tell you, you're both unicorns, so I don't know how well that's going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> but I think uh, if you can, if you can find someone that is, you know, that it, that is teachable, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and really wants to learn, because I think, like, I've had some of the same struggles over the years. With, you know, I was like, man, if I could just duplicate myself, you know, but it doesn't always work that way. And you get people that come in, you know, wanting to train. And I think they get into it and they're like, like they don't understand what it really takes. Yeah. Like they expect all these clients, right. Just to be, you know, poured into, and you know, they have a busy schedule all the time, but. I right. Mean, right. Not, it kind of comes, it kind of comes in waves, right? Like there's times where like Ashley's schedule is crazy busy and I'm maybe a little bit more open, but we, we balance it out a lot because we've got like, like running the gym, there's a lot more that goes to it than what you see. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess you can't see me, which either is fine. But anyways, um, yeah. you can't, uh, it's not just what you see at the gym, right? Like when we're at the gym, we're not just focusing on what's happening that minute, right? There's always behind the scenes stuff, right? Mm -hmm. We do all the accounting. That's more my end, all the bookkeeping. I do payroll, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Whereas Ashley will do a lot of the like maintenance for the equipment, the upkeep, if something's broken, you know, mm -hmm. fix that. So with, with personal train training, it would be nice definitely to have someone working out of there that was aside from us, but trained the same kind of like-minded way that we do. Right. So yeah. Yeah. And consistent, you know, kind of yeah. like with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, most of the people that are coming in for training, are they like, are they there for, for bodybuilding? Are they there for weight loss or general fitness? Or is it a mixture? Uh, it's, it's, it's a mixture. Like we have like, you know, I have a few competitors and I have a few, like a lot of like business people in Terrace will come to me for training too, right? Like other business owners in town, right? So I've, you know, established a bit of a reputation in the city for mm -hmm. being good at training people. So I'll, usually people hire me for like 20 sessions and that turns into like, an ongoing thing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so like, i like i like the way i feel after i yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, they, or they start seeing they, they made some progress and you know it's you know sometimes progress is what gets people uh you know that new kindled motivation whether you're 30 years old or 50 years old you know you're like you know, yeah you're, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah and, and i think a lot of times people you know they um it, it's so funny because they they'll they'll see 20 sessions and most of the time that I've seen, like, there's usually a little bit of an, like, ob objection, right? Yeah. Like, 20 sessions, like, that's, that's expensive, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, you know, whatever you guys use to overcome that objection, but usually, like you said, once they get in, and when they finish that 20, like, they're, they're ready to go, like, they finally see that the money, you know, is not an object, if there's, there's enough value, right, yeah. and, and what you right. provide, and it makes their quality of life so much better, you know, yeah. and I, I just love that, I love, um, that's one of the big problems that I ran into when I first started out. I was always, um, but this was really not as a gym owner, but just as a, a trainer, you know, in general, I never wanted to go for the big ticket. Like I didn't want to, you know, get 16, 20 sessions. I was like, well, you can pay by the session or you can do a session of three, you know, yeah. a three package. And you know what happens there. You know, usually it doesn't translate into much unless you have like really good rapport with this yeah. person, you know, if, if you really right. know them and, you know, maybe right. they just couldn't afford it, but for the most part, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't turn into much. 
Yeah. yeah, we have a couple options for people like we have, you know, they can do a personal training workout plan so that they can still use your facility, but they at least yeah. know what they're doing, you know, for exercises. Um, and then we have like the 10 pack for someone say starting out that maybe just wants to do once a week, just a general upkeep. And then we also have, we all, we, we make it reasonable, right? That we have like a monthly I'll just keep track of it. Okay, you use X amount of sessions. Here's your bill, right? For the month. Because we don't charge people like a monthly fee for like a three-day week plan or anything like that. Because yeah, with our yeah. schedules, with their schedules, we might not be able to fit that in, right? With that time mm -hmm. allotment. So we do make it, we have quite a different variety of options for people to choose, right? We don't, we don't like to lock people into anything or like people say, well, do you have a cheaper monthly fee if I can see you four days a week? And I say, well, that's doesn't really, that's not really how we work this. We don't really see anybody four days a week. You know, you got to do stuff on your own as well. Yeah. Right. Right. That's a good point. And what do you guys typically charge in per session? Uh, our yeah. average is average is about 45 to 50 per session mm -hmm. and like a session's never 59 minutes you know a session from start to finish it just depends on the the level of the client right sometimes actually right. with people for you know hour 45 minutes mm -hmm. um if someone's brand new has never worked out before yeah it's probably about an hour right yeah yeah and we do have like a one-time charge as well usually that's a little bit more expensive but a lot of times you know we're open to just if people just want to be shown a few things at the gym we'll say well you know if you want to come in at this time this day i can show you some stuff free of charge like if just to get them in the door get them more comfortable mm -hmm. at the gym right yeah yeah that makes sense yeah. so like as far as um, getting new people in the door um what are you guys doing right now like as far as marketing or do you have any referral programs going on or anything like that well, COVID's kind of made a bit of a damper on that yeah, whole, whole yeah. issue. Um, our, our front door is actually locked to the general public. So if anyone is interested in, in getting membership, uh, they have to either call ahead of time or email us or Facebook or, or Instagram us. And we'll kind of set up a, okay, you know, you can come in at this day, this time to, to sign up. We are staffed, but our staff uh, basically are there. Like we do a lot of our cleaning. We do a lot of that kind of stuff. So um, if somebody's a member, you have a key tag, basically fob that you get access to the gym. We're not quite 24 hours. We're, we're key tag access from Monday through Friday from 2.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. And then the weekends, 2.30 in the morning till 8 p.m. So we do close with staff in the evening, like we're staffed 10 to 10 during the week. So weekends are mainly just for, for key tag for members, right? So if you're not a member, yeah. there's not quite a good chance for you to get in on the weekend, right? We're more pertaining to that. But Again, that's a lot to do with COVID, right? We used to be staffed from seven in the morning until 10 p.m., basically seven days a week, but mm -hmm. we had to change a few things, just how our approach is with that, right? Oh yeah, haven't we all, geez. Yeah, we're running on like less capacity still. You know, we have a lot less members. We do have a lot more new people in the last, say, couple of years that have kind of trickled over. We do have a couple other gyms and terrace here, even for our small community, we've got a, Anytime Fitness, like a franchise gym. The pool's got a rec center. So there are other places for people to go. Yeah. But um, Ashley and I, we're, we're the face behind the business and people always want to come and see us, right? It's it's more of a personal experience, right? It is, it is, yeah. And and that's the thing, like, you know, the the amenities, the pools and stuff like that, you know, I mean, there's, there's not much you can do about that. I mean, have you been yeah. asked how many times you're getting a pool? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. people ask me that shit too, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I mean, yeah. have a couple things, but it's more of just like a, a glorified hotel gym. It kind of looks like in there, right? So we we have every level of equipment at our gym from, you know, beginner to more advanced. We do have some power lifters that come to the gym as well. So we've got like all that kind of set up for them, right? So we try to pertain to all sorts of different levels at the gym. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. I love it. So uh, when people come in to join, um, so you said like some people will get like a free session with you guys just to try it out. Is there like a process in place for that? Like when, when new people come in, are you guys not trying to get new clients because you're kind of booked or? or yeah, what? like it, it just depends on the individual and what they're looking for, right? Like if somebody says to me, like I said, if they want to come see me four days a week, I just, I don't have time for that. But usually I'll make something work. I'll say, well, let's do, you know, a program where you can actually get started Mm-hmm. We'll go through three sessions, three or four sessions, and then you're on your own. And then after that, maybe, you know, a time will open up. But um, with personal training, like you said, it, it we're not 60 minutes with people. So it's, we don't have that like booking from every single hour on the hour, right? We kind of stagger, yeah. we stagger our clients too. So that Ashley, if he's training someone, I'm working the desk, like when we're dirt working during the day. Mm-hmm that there, there's not enough of a demand to have staff working all day and us training clients all yeah. day. So we, we, in Terrace anyways, right? And and the way our, our clientele is, most of our clientele comes to the gym and they just want to come and work out, do the thing and leave. Mm-hmm. Well, especially with the doors being locked, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you guys don't have to have, you know, and I hate to say this sometimes, but sometimes the front desk is just kind of like a babysitter. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know I mean, no, no, no. I mean but that's true. Like, you don't have to have that if the doors are locked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. No, and a lot of times, like, our gym has become a very, like, uh, you know, being that we, we've owned it for 14 years, and we've had a lot of people that have been members here the whole time, so we've established a bit of a personal relationship with them, too, right? So it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, for And sure. people, you know, even clients that have trained, maybe they did a bodybuilding show in 2015, and they're, you know, we're always talking about, progress pictures or their training programs or you know it's just it's uh there's there's always that element of like you know we have a lot of knowledge behind us with that so sometimes you're just spending hours in the day just talking to your clientele about their right they're eating eating their personal goals you know they're just it's uh you know how how their training is going overall like gym gym performance wise those, those types of things too right now yeah yeah absolutely so we are getting towards the end of our time here on the podcast so one thing I always like to ask people, let's say like in a year from now, what does growth look like for you guys? Uh, look, looking forward, I think we're on the upside of COVID now, right? I think things are going to mm-hmm. improve and we're getting, Hopefully. yeah, we're, we're getting like, you know, a lot more. A different clientele, like yeah, a different yeah, interest yeah. in the gym. It seems this last like six months, more and more. That's cool. Know? Yeah, more and more younger generation people are are coming to the gym and and not just buying a month pass. You know, they're like, oh, I want to grab a six month pass, or yeah. you know, maybe I want to do a year. Or then they're talking about maybe they want to do a competition or more of a serious look at it, not just oh, I'm going to buy a pass and mm-hmm. s- see if I'll like it for the month. It's more of like a serious yeah draw yeah, of clientele. It seems yeah, we're seeing a lot of kids or like younger people in the age group of like that. Definitely younger. Yeah. That's six, 16 and 25 age group right so that makes sense so we're, we're attracting a lot of those kind of type of people and it's just it's uh and you know so, so, some of those kids uh, they, they might look up to us too right just from us being in the gym for so many years and oh they, yeah oh yeah 
maybe we've done a public speaking thing at the school before so they, they kind of know who we are kind of in the community right. right we both were born and raised in 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 our town here in, in terrace so oh that's cool we, we we know a lot of pretty much everyone kind of knows everyone and or you know of yeah. someone or your family or whatnot so um it's it's funny you kind of blink and some kids you maybe babysat they're coming to your gym now right so yeah now i'm curious so does that work like for you guys or against you because usually in a small town like sometimes people yeah. won't go to your place just because you're yeah. from there right like right. It, yeah it can be a shit show sometimes yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. think it works yeah. for you for sure like for us in terrace because yeah. we've always like especially since ash and i have been together for so long we've got that foundation right uh we didn't you know just start dating when we bought the gym or we, we've yeah. had such a history like i was in high school when we met and we've been together ever since it's always been karis and ashley right so that's awesome so yeah it's i think that history with a lot of people i mean it maybe attracts some people and they know us or they know ashley ash used to do a lot of dirt biking when he was younger and okay and All right. so it's a neat a different kind of approach to it right and yeah, I know him from that or oh I remember Ash yeah he used to dirt bike or Karis mm -hmm. like I used to do I worked as a nurse for quite a few years right before when we bought the gym and then kind of when we had our daughter in 2011 is kind of when I look back went okay well what are we going to focus on the next while because nursing and running a gym it's just not going to work and having a child so we right. I just decided to uh, focus more on the business side and basically work together at that right I couldn't just yeah. leave Ashley to work at the gym and me go yeah. work as a nurse, right? So exactly. Yeah, I think making making those decisions is what made it maybe made us more successful too. Right. right? Just being able to just yeah. run a business and pay off debt, buy equipment, and just like you know establish that. Uh, you know, you, you know, even even with COVID, like we were in a good position in some ways where we we owned a lot of our equipment, so it wasn't. Already, yeah. we, we didn't have a ton, we didn't have a ton of overhead, so we could. Now we might have lost about 200 members during COVID and we, we still haven't recovered all those members, but we're kind of in a good spot business-wise or you're, you know, you can afford to run a loss for a little while and maybe attract mm -hmm. some new people in hopes that, you know, down the road, you know, three years later, things are yeah back to, you know, bigger and better than they ever were, right? Yeah, yeah. And, being, and being more open to like, uh, not just online training and competition clients, but everyday clients that want, they work out plans or meal plans sure. and, and there's been in the last little while too, I've had a few interested people of like meal planning, like, oh, can you actually cook my food for me? Right. So that's kind of a little bit of a side thing with COVID that I kind of said, you know what? I can do that. So, yes. so just having different aspects of how you can run your business when, like you said, people, not all the people are actually coming, coming to your business. They might yeah. just be doing something on the side with you, but you're still growing that business and trucking along. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really enjoyed it. Um, love your guys' story. And uh, I know that our audience will as well. And I know that um, they'll get some good value from this. For yeah. sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again, Ryan. For sure. Appreciate being here. Thank yeah, absolutely. And for our listeners out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can have access to more. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. 
The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives in their communities. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, David D. Donato from Hammer Strength and Performance, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. David, how's it going this morning? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm fantastic, man. There's nothing I'd rather be doing than this. So it's a great day for here. Tell me about you, your facility, what you're all about there, what you do. Yeah, so we're basically a uh, performance center. Um, we mainly cater to hockey players. We do have uh, two small ice pads of real ice in our facility. Um, we have uh, a gym. We have a yoga room, a physio and massage room. Uh, we offer hand-eye classes. We offer boot camps. Um, so we kind of cater. We're kind of like a one-stop shop for athletes in our area and, and their parents and a lot of the general population that are looking to improve their lives. Got it. So how long have you been there? How did it come to be? What was the, the genesis of this thing? I know you have a business partner there. You've been in the fitness industry a while. What made you want to open this place up, run it, you know, be responsible for everything that's going on? Tell us, what, how did that all shape up? Yeah, so when I graduated university, I was an intern at a strength and conditioning gym, and I got hired on there, worked there for a few years. Eventually, I wanted to branch out on my own, and I felt the best way to do that was to kind of dive into CrossFit. So I bought into a CrossFit gym, and one of the members there was a goalie coach, and he was in the process of buying a training facility, and he would outsource his goalies to us a lot, and I would do a lot of their strength conditioning. And then when he pitched the idea that I partner up with him so that we kind of become this one-stop shop so we don't have to outsource um, and then after we kind of like went to the details, I thought it was a good move for me. And then now we're partners, um, at this new facility and we've been operating together. The gym's been, the facility's been around for a long time, over 20 years, but we've owned it since March, uh, 2019. Okay. So just about two and a half years in this current incarnation that you guys have, have had it. So how of thing? What did you want to bring to it? What were the plans of what you were gonna turn it into from what it was, and and how would you say generally, like what's gone well and and what hasn't gone well based on what your plans were? Yeah. So when we first came, it was um, it was base. It was very much a a simple man's goalie school. It was they trained a lot of young athletes. Um, and that's all they did was goalie training. It was nothing. There was no players. There was nothing. And 
we saw a huge potential, especially in our area, to kind of throw this into a this like state of the art training facility for anyone really, but mainly for people that want that like high end professional coaching. Whether you're an eight year old starting or you're a thirty year old professional hockey player or professional athlete, um, so we did a lot of renovations. And we, um, the gym didn't exist in there. So we built the gym in there. Um, and we've, we've kind of been growing steadily ever since. Uh, um, I mean, it's a little hard to say like specifically what we've done wrong. Like we've done, we've like made a few mistakes, but we had a very good first year. Our first year was very good. And we were almost bursting at the seams and then our getting ready for our next like full calendar year, like that's kind of when COVID started. So it was, it was tough to, we had such a good first year and we had like plans to do more renovations, get a bigger rink. And then it kind of got put on the wayside. And since then we've kind of, it's almost been like, kind of like keeping our heads above water, which I feel like most people in, in the industry are. Um, but I, I do feel lucky that we're in the hockey industry here in, in Canada because obviously it's very popular. Um, but throughout like our, throughout like when COVID started, we were like doing a lot of online training as most people did. And one thing we felt benefited us was we, we did, um, we rented out all our gym equipment to our, to our clients. And so they were able to like get a package, either dumbbell package or barbell package. And it came with their custom program. So for those people that decided to do that, their membership didn't change. They just continued with the same membership. Um, and they're, so they're, they're able to continue training and we we're still able to like bring in some sort of income. Okay. So when you say, just to clarify, because people have, I've heard a lot of this and it is interesting and, and, you know, mm -hmm. some people may think it's too late to have COVID plans, but we really don't know what part of the woods we're in. So um, I still think it's pertinent. When you say you rented out equipment, basically what you did was if people had an active membership, did you didn't charge them any extra. You just put together what you thought was an appropriate per person thing. And then for people who suspended their membership and on hold or whatever, did they have access to anything? How did you kind of work that logistically? And now when I say anything, I don't mean your equipment because there's value there, but did you, was there any type of programming or was there anything available to them or was it really just a matter of, paying attention to the people that were still paying? Um, well, I, I certainly focused on those that rented the equipments more. Um, we did more like check-ins. They were able to send videos to me. Um, for those that didn't want to continue their membership, um, I, I still gave them an at-home body weight-ish workout. I kind of just made it like a general, like I think I had a few six-week cycles and I gave them access to that because like at the end of the day, I still want them to like improve, but it wasn't, I wasn't making sure I saw their, like what they were doing. Like if they record when they recorded their workouts or, I mean, if they send me videos, that's fine, but I, that wasn't the main purpose of it. It was just to make sure that they still stay on track and they still feel good about themselves. That's really, and stay sane. Cause that's really what, what it was about for a, a good period of time. Yeah. So you weren't ignoring people just on the basis that they weren't giving you money. It's just a matter of maintaining the value of the people who were so that you didn't, so they didn't feel slighted. Like, why the heck am I paying? Um, and not that a lot of people would take that because like the, the fitness community, people getting training tend to value it a lot more, but really like you upset a couple people and then it, it kind of feels like the end of the world. 
if you, if we think, you know, cause I've, I've been a fitness, you know, business owner, just like you, um, we think that if we're not doing everything for someone and we're not, and it comes across as, um, you know, just about money, then like, that's kind of the, the thing we take to heart the most, right? So it's finding that balance of making sure those people feel valued and you give as much as you can to those other people, wherever that middle ground is. You know, a little bit extra goes a long way is, is what I found in, in, in this like business, regardless of COVID or not really. Yeah. So where you are in Ontario, um, have, you've had some of the strictest lockdowns. You've had the toughest rules, you know, in all of Canada, debatably, right? It's been really up there. No one can say it hasn't been some of the worst and, 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 there have been so many changes and now just recently you got the vaccine passport system going in. So whether you like it, don't like it, or a fan of it, obviously we'd all like COVID to go away, but do you feel like you're at a point now where at least you know where you stand and you can work around it? Um, and where does that put you? Like, how do you feel about what you can do with the facility with trying to recover from COVID? Yeah. So, I mean, the first lockdown was tough because it was everything was fully locked down. Um, and then when we were able to open up in 2020, we were about like 25%, which just we, we, were, we probably brought in like a decent amount of volume, but our days were just long because like, if okay, we can only do 25% of time. So we're going to be six to 10, right? We got to do it. Um, and then we were locked down again. That's when we rented out our equipment. And then when we returned, it was only for like about a month in like February, but a lot of our professional athletes came back and they were still able to train. So that was a good, like, keep the business here. Right. And then once the weather outside became better, we offer all of outdoor stuff. Our yoga went outdoor. We did all the speed agility and conditioning training outside. We did a lot of hand eye drills outside. So we were able to do a lot of things outdoors. And now really we don't have a, um, capacity limit right now. There's no limit on us. Um, we still have like some rules in place so that people can maintain that the social distance rules that we have. Um, and then we just pre-screen everyone. We just have them fill out something online and it, and, and we log it. Um, and they just fill that out before they come in. So it's, it's, it's been like, at first it was a big change, but every time there's a new step, it's like, okay, we just kind of add it in. And it hasn't been too crazy, especially in the last like six months, because most of the stuff are in place now and it's just adding or taking away certain things. Gotcha. So you, I at least feel like you're on some sort of level ground where you know what the expectations are. It's not changing, you know, by the week and you know, you've had your elections, which thankfully, I guess, could have gone a lot wilder than they did but so you know where you stand you have you have your sports training thing and then sort of recently you've taken on a general fitness kind of component as a complement to that whether it's friends family things like that how have you worked that in where your your real passion and strength has been in the athlete side to how you can get some general population in there supplement some income and, and more than just money. I think it's a matter of not wanting people to have to go someplace else. If they're already there, their kids are already there. Like, 
How did that come to be and how have you nurtured that? Well, we've always done more like boot camp style stuff um, with uh, our various coaches. One trend that I've kind of, it's been as I crossed, it's been kind of like on, like was on the rise is especially in the female population is the like, how like powerful they feel when they're strong. Like it's been a huge improvement. And I think like in society is like females, like feeling it's very socially acceptable for them to lift and be strong. And um, that's kind of something that we kind of play into and like, we think it's important, but it's also since our focus is strength and conditioning and we're very, um, we believe in our, in what we do so much. It's just, we want to give that to like the average person is being able to have them be strong, feel better, be leaner if that's what they want. Um, and really not just focusing on like giving them the hardest workout out there, but maybe like we have like proper progressions for our, our lifts or something and doing it in a very positive environment. Not that like other places aren't positive, but, um, we, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We make sure we have good workouts and we do everything correctly, but we also want to make sure that we have fun doing it. And one thing that I kind of miss always at, at a CrossFit gym was the community the barbecues on the Saturdays, the like the potlucks kind of stuff. So, so that's kind of one thing that we're trying to build in here, especially now since our off season is very busy and our fall is not quite as busy. It's a good time to kind of ramp that back up again and get like, especially the, the general population. Some of them probably haven't worked out in a year. So kind of bringing those people back into the gym, making them feel good about themselves, getting in better shape, getting stronger. So we felt it was a very good time to kind of bring that back in for us. Got it. Got it. Now, is your plan long-term as far as who the people are to expand it to outside general population to advertise it, or are you trying to keep it close knit to really only people who organically are in your ecosystem? Like what is, what's the long-term goal for that aspect of the business? If there is one yet, I know it's fairly new. Yeah. So I've, I've always envisioned our facility to be bigger but it would have like like whenever I go see gyms and I'm like oh I really like how they do that or like it's they have like a maybe a section where it's clearly for CrossFit or section purely that's like a personal training boutique section and then or a boot camp section or something and I'm like oh I like how they have like a little bit of everything here right and like it seems like a good community that's kind of what I I envision in the future and right now, the people that come, like, it's my mom. It's our friends in the, in the area that don't go to a CrossFit gym anymore. It's it's parents that are here. So they are, we still do bring in people that don't already come in our doors. Um, so really, like, <laughs> me and my business partner always say, like, we're never going to say no to someone. We're going to try and cater them to the best of our ability. So we... It just happens that like it's easier for someone that's already in here supporting us. They will want to continue to support us. Yeah, that that makes total sense. And and gyms have a personality. Communities have a personality. Like you said, you are you're able to distill everything you know, you and your team, your partner, uh, your staff, from a very highly technical standpoint, right? Where you know the average nine to five desk job person doesn't need exactly what a high performance athlete needs, but
but all the basic principles, the safety, the progressions, the physiology, that all still applies. So you're not putting them through the ringer of that, but you're able to apply a high level of expertise. And I don't want to use the, for lack of better words, not diluted, but simplified in a way that they get what they need, right? You don't want to give somebody any more than they need because that's not what they're there for, but you're able to come from this place of high expertise, but not shoehorn someone and be like, oh, hey, you're, you know, you're Bobby's dad. Why don't you come in here and, you know, train with the, you know, the, the high level athletes. It's like, oh, we have a thing for you. And if they already have been in there, they know the community to know how you are. They're like, oh yeah, that's, that's cool. I can't make time for myself to go to the gym because I'm carting four kids around. Let me get a workout in. Yeah, it's perfect. And we, we make our workouts 45 minutes for that reason. Um, and for some people, we even add in the 30 minute yoga right after. So kind of, which is a good thing. I think a lot of people have been liking that is you kind of get that yoga with it. And because they're always like, Oh, like I want to stretch after. And it's kind of like, okay, you did your workout. And then you go into like another place with the, with our yoga coach. And uh, that's been something that they've really enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. It's one thing to give people quote mobility work and things like that to do on their own. Um, <laughs> I've been in the position myself where I'm like, yeah, totally going to do that. And then if it's not structured, it's like, well, maybe I'll do it next time. But if you have that ability, you know, I think everybody who, who works out, maybe everybody in general, but especially like anybody who is doing regular workouts, they just need it, right? It makes your body work better. You get more out of it. You feel better. It's probably a good, it's probably a better cool down than a quote unquote cool down. So there's a ton of upside to that. And it sounds like you've kind of structured and scheduled things to where it's like, Hey, you're already here, do this. And then this couple of times a week, you're going to feel great. Makes a real compelling case, right? Yeah. And yoga studios are pretty expensive. So it kind of like allows us to also just keep them in our building, right? Like keep the business coming in instead of sending them somewhere else for yoga. Yeah, absolutely. You get a lot of stuff going on in a space that's, that's not small, but eventually, like you said, pre-pandemic, you know, when, when things were kind of going at a heightened pace, at some point it's going to push you to look to expand that space what does that look like for you now as far as do you think you have another year, another two years, or does it really depend on the ebb and flow of things before you've outgrown and can't do all the things you want to do? Mm -hmm. So while we were closed, we got rid of one of our, um, one of our pet ice pads and it took about two weeks to get rid of it. After that, we were like, Ooh, we may not want to move because that was very difficult and took a long time. And so I think our first move before actually buying a building or finding a bigger place is to use the two pads that we already have, make them one and make it bigger. Um, I think that would be our first move. Um, and we, we already kind of had that plan. So we are still kind of like thinking towards that. We're going to do that before we really consider buying a place or, or we always say we want to buy a place, but to, to find something that's bigger. Um, so that's, that's, that's number one on our list is, is just a little bit of a renovation to maybe have a bigger ice bed. Got it. Got it. And, and what are we talking about um, as far as size for that stuff goes, just so people can have a rough idea, like 
it's, I mean, it's, it's not um, something that's would, that a lot of people are familiar with, but like, are we talking about like uh, overall total, like half a regulation rank or what is it to scale? If you had to guess. If, if you've seen like a, like a hockey rink before, like the ice surface, we basically total would be like from the top of the circles down. Like if you're in the offensive or defensive zone, top of the circles down, basically splitting the two. Okay. So that's, that's a good amount of room. I mean, you can have, it's mostly youth athletes that you have, right? Mainly youth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And youth, I mean, we have professional, like we have guys that have played in the NHL, they play in Europe. Um, they do a little bit. Uh, and that's been one of our limiting factors is with the older guys to keep them in house. Once they get bigger, they want bigger rice. Right. So we need to accommodate them. Got it. Got it. So that, that kind of makes sense. So you can only fit so many guys and depending on the type of drills and workouts you're doing, it kind of having too small isn't really the same as having one larger because of the different stuff that they have to do. Exactly. Got it. Got it. Cool. So I'm interested, you know, as we wind down, there's always different people, different, different exposures that we've had. I think what's really, well, there's a lot of unique things about what you're doing, but you and your experiences, you previously have been an owner in a CrossFit gym. So you've been in a different fitness space. You've been a trainer, you've been in the world for a while and done some different things. And, and now you have this incarnation. So you've seen a lot of ups and downs. You've tried a lot of things. I'm sure some have worked, some, some have worked better than others. So if you could combine all, all the experience that you have, would you say that there's an overarching theme or lesson or, or something that you say you could take away from that experience and pass it on to somebody listening who's either in it and, and looking for, you know, maybe that next good nugget or maybe is thinking about doing it and isn't sure? So my, my biggest, um, I was actually told this by a friend who owns a business before I opened mine and I'm always kind of like, Oh, I want like the coolest thing. This, I want like, Oh, people will love that. We should get that. And he was like, you don't need everything right away. He's like, it's a process. It's everything is a stepping stone to something else. Maybe like you get like what you need. And then after a couple of years, you get something new something that's a little more expensive and everyone's like, Oh, wow. Like we love it. Awesome. Boost morale. And then maybe six months down the road, you do that again. Right. So you always kind of like, whether it's bringing in a new piece of equipment, a new class or a new something, right. Um, there's always something that you can slowly add on. There's no rush to have the state of the art equipment right away. Um, so, so that was something that like, I, I, I still struggle with, but I also try and keep them back in my mind. Is it super important to have that right now? if it's not in the budget and maybe it'll just be that much sweeter if we get it in like six months. Right. Like I was, I bought my first brand new barbell ever, like right after COVID it was an Alico brand new barbell. They're kind of expensive, but I bought it as like to all my clients. And I was like, Hey guys, this is for all of you. I appreciate you sticking with me and being here. And it was like, it was a huge boost in morale. Like everyone loved it. So that was kind of like, okay, like that's, that's a good thing to do. So basically you don't need, everything fancy right now. It's like kind of like a meat and potatoes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think there's two lessons in there. And in if, if I'm out of line, tell me the one is you don't have to give the kids all their Christmas presents all at once. Right. Cause then they play with them for five minutes and they're like, when's next Christmas. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a good analogy. I like that. And uh, and the other thing is what you said is you 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 put thought into it. Like, is this just a shiny object, or is it going to actually add value? Because we think things are cool all the time as gym owners and coaches. Like, oh, that piece of equipment is fantastic. And then if if it's not going to add anything to the perceived value of the clients, they're like. Oh, that's cool. What does it do? It's like, oh man, I just got this rogue reverse hyper with seven attachments. And they're like, all right, cool. Can you use it once? There's there's no toilet paper in the bathroom though. So yeah. You know, it's yeah. perceived value. So you're looking at both of those things at once. Like, what is this going to actually add? Are the members going to appreciate it? And then don't do it all at once. Don't don't go into massive debt to just try to have every every shiny object, figure it out, buy things when you can afford it. And ultimately people will, it's kind of a drip, right? And it kind of, in a way like, Oh, what next, what's going to be next? You know, what's David going to do here? But yeah, I think those are two, two super important things. I'd love to pick your brain on about a thousand other topics, but we are just about out of time before we let you go. I know you have two businesses, two umbrellas there. I want people to know bo about both of them, about Hammer Strength and about your, your hockey training. So give us the websites, give us the names, social media, any place people can find you if they want. Yeah. So um, you just, you could just Google like Hammer Strength and Performance. Um, the website will come up and the, for hockey, it's on ice hockey performance center. Um, we're on Instagram as hammer underscore sp and on ice uh, performance center uh for instagram for that as well um yeah and that's where we post all our fun stuff that we do <laughs> awesome man i appreciate your time thank you so much for being here today i appreciate you having me on thank you awesome you're welcome and to everybody out there listening as always we appreciate your time too thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us I hope you've got some nuggets and pearls of wisdom, maybe a little bit of inspiration. If you're out there in the Hamilton area, you want to check out an awesome training facility, hit them up, Hammer Strength and Performance, or on ice, Google, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. To everybody out there, if you want to be on the show, if you're a gym owner, you want to share your story, tell us about what you're doing. We want to hear it. Click the link in the description fill out the form, someone from the team will get back to you as soon as possible. Throw us a review, smash the subscribe button, any kind of feedback, we love it all. Everybody out there in Gym Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Gym Lords, out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.